episode 8 of the Gentleman Overlords podcast. You know me, I'm Andrew. Hey, you know me, I'm Robert. You haven't met me yet, but I'm Max. And uh, Danny not here. Danny sick, big time. Uh, yeah, so unfortunately Danny is not feeling that well. Uh, we allowed him to sit out this movie. Allowed him. Allowed him. We <laughs> permitted him. You can get sick at this yeah. time if you want. Yeah, he was like, I hey guys. probably the reason. Yeah, yeah. We said gods of Egypt, and suddenly he started barfing. <laughs> he hasn't stopped since. Um, so yeah, we permitted him to to, to be sick, and uh, uh, so he's sitting this one out. But hopefully, he will be back for our next episode, which uh, you'll hear at the end of the episode. Ooh, bit of a teaser for the end. Um, but before we get into today's movie, uh, we wanted to do a little Oscar chat. So let's hit the theme song. Let's do a little Oscar chat. Oh, I thought you were going to drop something in. Oscar chat. Here we are. Oh, boy. Yeah, well. Well. Well, after that, I think you should start. Okay, great. So, I guess, um, do we just want to talk winners? Do we want to talk what was nominated and what we thought maybe they missed the boat on? Sure, I'm... I noticed that Kanye West didn't win anything here, and I was a little Well, he definitely didn't jump on stage and mention any movies that he wasn't nominated for. Yeah, or any of his friends. Like, no. There's, there's nothing like that, so uh, I was a little disappointed, mm. that's all. Mm. Did you watch, I, out of curiosity, did you watch the Oscars? I'm, no, I'm I, almost positive well, you didn't. I watched two clips. I watched okay. Chris, Chris Rock's uh, opening. Intro, yeah. yeah and then, and I then watched, his a- a- Asian... Making fun of Asian songs. Oh, uh, what? I did, I did not see that one. Oh, I read a little bit about it. Boy, okay. I well, heard, I haven't heard that. I haven't seen it, or, or I just kind of heard about it. But apparently, after doing a big bit on, you know, I am in full agreement that the Academy Awards are missing the boat on nominating some black actors and 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 not even like, oh, you should vote, you should nominate people because they're black. Just there's just not, not a lot of diversity in, right. across the yes, board. Yes. Yes. But then to go from having a big bit on that to then just having a song about, like, how all Asians are accountants and good at math was like... Wow, I did not hear about that. Well, (laughs) okay. Mr. Rock, we're big fans, and uh, hope you can come on the podcast someday, but... uh, And, uh, sir, there's no sex in the champagne room, so... (laughs) (laughs) Just to remind you, uh, it's your own song, but there's no sex in the champagne room. Um, so I guess it, do, do you feel like there was any movies that they missed the boat on in terms of? Um, no, I'm I I fe- I feel like I can only speak to the films that I personally watched. I am I'm very happy that Mad Max won not the most lauded awards, but they did win a lot of technical awards. I believe mm-hmm. makeup, sound mixing, sound editing, costume, production design, film editing, film editing. That's I don't know about you guys, I think deservedly so. Mad Max might not be the perfect movie, and I know, Andrew, you and I disagree maybe on... I I was gunning for it for Best Picture. I just think it was truly a unique movie this year, or last year, rather. It, It did look... Almost you would look at clips of it, and it didn't look or feel like any other movie. Doesn't necessarily mean that it, it was the best picture, year, yeah. but I'm I'm happy that the people that worked very hard to give it some of its strongest character traits, the costumes were incredible. The the world felt lived in and rich, and things in the background that you could write entire fanfics about mm-hmm. were those people were rewarded, and they I feel like they're people that otherwise would be slipped through the cracks. 
and would never kind of get acknowledgement for that. So I'm yeah. I'm happy that the rewards are the the awards that rather come first and are sort of the I'm almost surprised they're part of the Academy. It feels like almost the technical awards that would otherwise be the non-televised right. broadcast were given a more hype. I, sure. I feel like a lot of the time a period piece or something where they got the costumes right, it just goes to them. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, good job. You kind of got, you made it look like they dressed like they did back then. Yeah. I'm happy that they were able to kind of create this world and got, got some acknowledgement uh, on it. Um, I can't speak to the uh, room with uh, Brie, Brie Larson won for the room, best actress. Yeah. I haven't seen that yet. Um, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio on Revenant. Have either of you seen Revenant? No. Haven't seen that. It's He does a great, he does a good job. I'm not necessarily, I'm glad he got nominated. I'm not necessarily sure he should have won, but at least we'll stop mm. talking about Leo not winning yeah. at this point. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like for the most part, they kind of hit the mark. I, 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 um, no, I, I, and I didn't tune in. I, it's, I'm, right. the spectacle's not for me. I don't, I don't really. It's, uh, it's an over, for me, it's, it, I'm, I'm always happy to hear that a movie won, if it, uh, I guess if it deserved the award. I'm Especially if it gives it like a boost or something. Because it is an award that a lot of people put up a lot of prestige into. I yes. think the show is just an overblown, like, just, it's too long. It's just, it feels too, like, it feels like overly, like it's not as important as it feels like it should be, or mm-hmm. it presents itself. So sure. I just it, it it I'm just kind of when I'm wa- if I ever watch it, I'm just like, okay, can we just get to the next award? I guess I, I mostly am am happy if it gives a movie that didn't get maybe quite quite the kind of oomph that it needs to kind of get people to the theater. It gives it a little like resurgence. Sure. And it, or or when it comes out for rent, yeah. people give it a second chance yeah. and, and I kind think, of go, yeah. I think Room is gonna be that movie oh, for sure. this year that I, I plan on I I have I planned on seeing it anyway and I definitely yeah. I want to go and visit that one. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Is this the remake of the room? <laughs> uh, that's yeah. Disaster Artist with James Franco and his oh, brother. Okay. Um, no, Room is uh, Brie Larson, she is without Spoiling yeah. too much because I'm even I have tried to keep away from the details, but I believe her and her son are sort of captives in all a, a room. They're they're almost like being kept in captivity by someone, and I believe half the movie is sort of their existence in this place, and the other half is what it's like when they make that decision to kind of leave and move out and experience literally Earth. I, yeah. I mean, I don't know how else to put it. Yeah. It sounds. Powerful. It definitely sounds like the kind of role that I, I don't know. I feel silly not knowing kind of you know what right. what she did to to win the best actress, but I'm definitely ha- happy to yeah. go and visit that. The the thing that is coinciding is the tagline for this movie is "Can you really trust anyone?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Her captor is Tommy Wiseau. Yeah. Oh boy. Well, we'll have to put the disaster Bring artist on our God. list. <laughs> um. No. I, I. Overall, I was pretty happy with all the results, but mm-hmm. um. Let's stop talking about the ground level mortals and start talking <laughs> the mere about mortals who won Oscars and talk about the... those who walk above us. Of course, we're talking about the gods of Egypt. So we watched Gods of Egypt on Sunday, just mm-hmm. a couple days ago, to date the podcast Sunday, yes, guys. Yeah. So if you're listening to this on another Sunday, <laughs> we watched this movie on a completely different Sunday than the one you're listening to. Mm-hmm. Just to put this in perspective, yes. if that if that helps at all. Also, it's uh, cloudy outside today, and 
The gods um, are angry. The gods are angry. <laughs> Not yeah. good box office results. Um, for, uh, this is the the year's first uh, certified flop. Is it really? It is. Oh my goodness. Yeah. As it should be. As it yeah, should be. Absolutely. Um, gods of Egypt is a film by director Alex Proyas. Alex Proyas. Uh, who did Dark City, um, one of my favorite Nicolas Cage movies, Knowing. Um, sure, okay. <laughs> uh, um, iRobot. It, the Crow is probably his best right. film, or at least yeah. has the biggest cult following. Yeah. And I, I personally like, I think I like Dark City more than The Crow. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, it's weird because I think last week I didn't really recognize that it was this director who directed Dark City. I was having a conversation with somebody about Dark City last week and about how I, I like it a lot. I think that even the direction of the movie I think is really inventive and kind of cool. But I, it didn't ever cross my mind that that, would, that was going to be the same director yeah. who directed this movie, Gods of Egypt, that we were planning on seeing that weekend. Um, so that was kind of interesting. This is a movie where when I saw Star Wars, Episode Seven: The Force Awakens, this trailer came on before the movie, and I laughed hysterically at it because it looked so bad. Did the ushers ask you to leave? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Alex Proyas himself uh, <laughs> escorted me out of the theater, and I said, not until Gerard Butler shows up. And... Yeah, it's really like... It is just... The, the trailer... To set the scene, if you've not seen the trailer, the trailer is the most CGI'd, schlocky-looking bullshit trailer you've ever seen. It I looks li- like it looks like the scene in the Hobbit movies when like the gold is like pouring onto um, onto Smaug. Wow! Spoiler alert! <laughs> spoiler mm. alert! Yeah, if you haven't seen uh, the Desolation of Smaug yet, uh, he gets some goopy gold on him at one goopy point. Goopy gold on it, yeah. Um, but there's a scene where like all this like CGI gold starts like pouring on him, and it looks bad. I I love. Peter Jackson, Lord of the Rings movies, and to an extent, I like the Hobbit movies, but that scene, I thought, was just complete garbage. But it looks like everybody in the movie is covered in that CGI gold from the Hobbit movies. It just... Well, you can't blame them for having gold blood. They're gods. That's true. That is true. So, anyways, trailer, I, I laughed, and Jillian, my wife, turns to me, she goes, what are you laughing? I'm like, did you watch the same trailer I did? Yeah. Were your eyes open the yeah. last two minutes? <laughs> yeah. My eyes were... I wanted to pull my eyes out and make them into blue gemstones. Yeah, what am I, Horace? <laughs> um, it... Look, it, it's... I guess in this day and age, I do wonder, like, who edited the trailer, and then the people working on the movie watched it and were like, yeah, put it out. That yeah. will make people want to go see it. It yes. was very you, unappealing. You can say that about the whole movie, though. The whole movie was crap. The whole movie True, but had I... that same vein throughout the whole thing. Like, how was that made this year? It felt like a movie made in... Like, 2003. For me, it felt... Okay, it didn't look. It looked like a movie made in 2003. It felt like a movie made in the 50s. It felt yeah. like a John Wayne movie where they were just like, all right, whatever Hollywood actors we have, let's right. just oh, bring them in. Oh, how good would this movie like, have been if John make... Wayne made it? <laughs> if John Wayne was Horace, yeah. <laughs> or Ra, for or that matter. We'll get into it. We'll uh, get into nobody it. can be Ra, but who is Ra? Um, do we I do we want to get to the plot? and we'll... So, here's... I, I made this point, I think, earlier today sure. when I was talking to you about the movie, that I thought, of all movies, this movie could have used a Star Wars scroll of, like, an explanation of what's going on. Sure. Because all you know about the movie is you get an opening... The movie opens on a, a voiceover of... I think it's supposed to be Older Beck, right? It's supposed to be the... I believe it's supposed to be the main character of the film. Yes. So there's a character... Immortal. 
a name, <laughs> a mere mortal. Yeah. Um, named Beck, who is a a young thief, who a talented young yeah. uh, songs songster. Yes. Who, uh, yeah. Um, not quite as talented as Beyonce. No, definitely That's not. Sure. No, <laughs> yeah. he's a, he's a Scientologist and he's had some hits, but you know Beck has never really hit his stride with the oh, mainstream. Oh, okay, I get it. Okay, I was so lost. Like, what the fuck? That's are you okay. Guys talking That's okay. About? Guero and Midnight Vultures were good, but uh, I was yeah. gonna I was gonna let you guys talk this out. and I was gonna eventually catch up. And sure, it, sure. This is that moment. You're up to speed. Now. Yeah, my eyes got as wide as saucers. <laughs> I was like, ah, <laughs> singer songwriter Beck. This is good. Uh, very funny guys, but Beck, the artist, is spelled B-E-C-K. Of Oops. course, Beck in the movie is spelled B-E-K. Well, he never spells his name in the movie, yeah. so how am I supposed to know? <laughs> well, you missed the opening scene where he looks right at the camera and says, Hi, I'm Beck, spelled B-E-K, and you're going to get used to me in this movie a lot. <laughs> so uh, here we go. Hope you're ready for a ride. In Egypt. <laughs> um, so this movie, I, I am learning through reading the Wikipedia page, is supposed to be set on an alternate Earth. Oh. Well, because our... Wait. Earth... Earth isn't flat? Earth is not. So in this movie, they establish... They literally show Earth. By showing Earth, and it is flat. A weird, like, disc. It's it looks disc, like a big yeah. Ritz cracker or something. It's a Terry Pratchett disc world. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the, the world is flat. Gods live among us. And the way you can tell they are gods is they are six inches taller than everybody else. <laughs> yeah, about <laughs> it. A foot, a foot to a foot and a half taller yeah. than most people. Yeah. And the gold blood. And the gold blood. Although, if you are paying attention to the movie, there seems to be some points where the gods are about as tall as everybody else, and then other scenes where they are about ah. a foot or a foot and a half. They're not, it's not as wildly inconsistent as maybe I'm making it sound. Sure. I, I, but there is certain scenes where Beck and um, our hero, Horace, yeah. are walking next to each other, and it kind of seems like they might have forgotten to either that shrink Beck or... or make Horace bigger, but mm-hmm. then there's other scenes where it's like, he looks like a giant next to him. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's just perspective. I don't know. But so we open on the movie. Beck steals a dress for his lovely girlfriend Zaya. Zaya. Yep. Um, the opening of this movie to me just seemed like the opening to Aladdin. Did you notice that? It was. It was someone telling a tale of gods long past or whatever. It's the, the riff raff. Street rap. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, you know, we did talk ahead of the rapper. We did talk earlier about like, yeah, the first thing that the that Beck does is steal a dress from a vendor, mm-hmm. uh, and it it yeah, it did remind me of the guy. I think he steals a loaf of bread in Aladdin from a guy who chases him down. It yeah. really did feel like Agrabah like, yeah. again. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Up, yeah, all the way to the song where they sang yeah. the Aladdin song. I couldn't believe Robin Williams' last role was Gods of Egypt. Reprising <laughs> <laughs> his role as the genie for Gods of Egypt. That would not, it might have been, it made the movie better. Yeah, well, there's. I think that's unequivocally true. Okay, so um, we got Beck. So they set through, I believe this is established through voiceover of older Beck. Yes. That. Uh, so Gods, you know he lives. So you know he lives yeah, for oops. later in the movie. Um, they established that gods live among us and that, um, what is the name of Osiris, right? Is the, is the king. Osiris is the king. And I don't is, remember the actor's name. I did not write. Yeah. Um, yeah. he is coronating his son. He's be, he's abdicating Horus. his throne and saying, I'm too old and I'm giving my son Horus the throne of Egypt. Yes. Yeah. So during the coronation, um, set. Played by. Played by. <laughs> Gerard. <laughs> Butler. Butler, yeah. Who? Okay. So let's let's, let's establish yeah. something. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, at this point, I'm fine with period pieces, even this far back, having people speak in a sort of proper English accent 
England English yes. accent because yeah, like if you want to get if you want people to understand even what you're saying, sure, yeah. whatever. Like yeah. yeah, you're speaking in this normal whatever. Back back when he steals the dress says, "I stole this dress for you." He has like a very lilty yeah, yeah. English accent and you know like I said, sure. it takes place on an alternate world Egypt, so maybe they're even Gerard you know, Butler rolls into the coronation <laughs> uh, fashionably late. Yes. And is just in Scottish brogue mode. Does he not... doesn't change his normal speaking voice whatsoever. I don't know if that was him or if, like, literally the cam started rolling and the director said, Yeah, just go, go with it. it. Sure. Just go for you're it. You're evil. You're set. Yeah. So you're from Scotland. Egyptian Scotland. Yeah, whatever. The Egyptian version of Scotland. I don't know. But it, it gave me the first big laugh and one of the last laughs of the movie. <laughs> So, uh, so set rolls in. It kind of at first you think, hey, he's just here to celebrate his nephew getting the throne. He's there because he loves his brother. Mm-hmm. Uh uh-uh. Then he no, can no, starts no. complaining about how his feet have been burning in the desert for yeah, a couple so years. So he's been living in the desert forever, I yep. guess, just chilling in mm-hmm. the desert. Um, so he decides, well, it should be me who takes the throne. So mm-hmm. he, uh, after saying basically that I will do anything to get the throne. Uh, Osiris goes, oh, my brother, come on, just let's hug it out. And he mm-hmm. goes to give him a hug, and lo and behold, Set stabs him. Stabs him. Kills him. And much gold blood is rained on the on the coronation. Mm-hmm. And uh, Horus, the king-to-be, would-be king. Um, it's, act, it's probably he's best known this from... This movie is Aladdin and the Lion King. Yeah, he just can't wait to be king. <laughs> she just can't wait to be there king. Is a scene, yeah, there is a scene where Horus is walking. He's like a young kid walking on like a on a tree branch, a tree branch and his and voice is just, slowly yeah. changing from uh, yeah. singer to singer. Yeah, there's a lot of song in this movie. No, but... it, it Horus is played by um, I'm gonna butcher this name. Nicolaj is his first name. <laughs> Coaster Waldau. What? Yeah, better known it's as... a mouthful. Wait. He's better known as. Jamie Lannister. Jamie Lannister of Game of Thrones. I mean, that's I mean, li- quite literally the best thing he's known for. The thing okay. he's best known so, for. So Nicki Minaj, coaster Woolblatt. Yeah, is. Nicki Minaj with the coaster underneath her and something yeah. other name. Okay, yeah. great. Uh, so he is he plays Horus, uh-huh. who is uh, the ostensibly the hero of the movie. He's the last. So Set kills Osiris. He gets into a fight with Horus, overwhelms Horus. Horus is established in this scene by just dumb exposition that that Set yells out that, oh, you're supposed to be the best shot in the land. You never miss. You never miss is his power. And so he misses, and then Set overwhelms him. Well, Gerard Butler is going to kill him, and Mm -hmm. the only reason he stops is because um, uh, uh, the actress's name is Elodie Young, and she's playing... Hathor. Hathor? Hothor? Hathor. Hathor, it's, you know, it's a real Egyptian god, goddess of love, but she basically pleads for his life. So Gerard Butler, instead of killing Horus, rips both of his eyes out, which are the source of his power. Yes. Um, I will say, in the actual legend this is based on, Mm -hmm. Horus only has one eye taken out. Mm -hmm. This would... This would have dramatically changed the movie. (laughs) Not only made it more accurate to the legend, but... Shaved maybe forty five minutes off of it, which okay, it def- yeah. desperately could have been. I would love to establish that this movie is over two hours long. Undeservedly so. Undeservedly over two yeah. hours long. So they cut to they jump ahead. One year later, actually. One year later, they jump ahead. 
Set is the ruler of Egypt. He is having. He has turned everybody into slaves. He's building a. He's building a giant obelisk to his grandfather Ra. Yes. It's a giant black obelisk that reaches higher than any structure yes. in Egypt. So he is building this thing. Um, uh, Beck sneaks in to find Zaya pretty easily, even though like Zaya lives in the the palace where Set lives. She is the. She's like the assistant to Rufus, Rufus Sewell's yeah. character, uh, Urshu. What a memorable, awesome name. <laughs> um, but it is worth mentioning that it, the last time he worked mm-hmm. with Alex Proyas was Dark City, yes. which was like, God, what, like at least a decade or it's more? Been, a couple. That was in the 90s. That yeah, was pre-Matrix. So, so I'm guessing 14, 15 years ago or yeah. something like that? Yeah. yeah. Well, more. we're closer to 18 to 20. Wow, maybe. wow. Okay. Um, but so he goes to see Zaya. Zaya convinces him that... Horus is the only person who can defeat Set. Yes. And that he needs these, um, he well, needs this, this... His eyes are his power, so he needs... He needs his, his eyes back. His eyes back to, to stop Set. So she steals these scrolls that have the building plans for this... Set's treasure room, or, or Set's vault. treasure room, which is, treasure vault, which is, as you pointed out, every Indiana Jones movie rolled into one. It's the last vault. 20 minutes of Last Crusade, plus the first... Ten minutes of of last of uh, Ark of the Covenant, or yeah, or yeah, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, it's really, it's silly. And the funniest part is that the map is like pictograms, so there's <laughs> yeah. no details or actual text about what he's going to run into. He yeah. sort of just has to wing it yeah. for the most part. Yeah. So he gets in, steals the eye. Um, he goes to with the eye. He goes back for Zaya. To, re- to rescue her too, to bring so that they can both help Horus. Horus. But she's been uh, found out. She's been found out. They managed to escape, but in her in their escape, uh, Urshu is that who you said his name? Urshu. Urshu yeah. uh, shoots an arrow and kills Zaya. Yeah, in a pretty great green screen scene. Yes. Yeah. Where they're tumbling down the street on a on, on a, a chariot. Yeah. But it looks like Zaya's just hanging out. She's just, <laughs> just sitting on the side of this yeah. chariot like there like is no moving. motion happening around her. <laughs> funny how that looked yeah <laughs> so he shoots her with an arrow and she dies yep the chariot and um so he takes zaya's body to horus who has exiled himself to this prison in the middle of the desert i can't i can't figure out in the movie if if set doesn't know where horus is they seem to i there is a scene where they're uh, where he sees him again and he like says something about how like oh i like I thought he said something about how he hasn't been able to find him. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but like people have been bringing offerings to offerings this to Horus. Yeah. I just yeah. So and they, and also they keep saying prison in a way like he's blind, but like if he wanted to, he could stumble out. It's, right. it's a self-imposed prison, yeah. really. It, the it, door's it's, wide open. It's the not like he's deep underneath the earth because Set has locked him up. Right. He's just he's literally not... in a room that has a open door yeah. to the world. He's de- just dejected. So Beck finds Horus, convinces Horus to. He will give him his eye if he will find a way to bring Zaya back to life. Which is a lie. Which is a lie. Yeah. Um, or I guess Horus yeah. convinces Beck that he can bring Zaya back yes. to life if he gives him his eye. Um, and that's the lie. That's the lie. He so, has. He doesn't have the power to bring people back from the dead. Yes. He tries. He gives it a. He gives it a real college try. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, whatever college is called in Egypt, <laughs> in alternate world Egypt. Yeah, sure. Um, I guess it could be Set University at this point. Um, so they go off on. He goes up. 
I'm getting lost now. I'm getting lost in the movie. Um, At this point, we haven't even mentioned that these guys are Transformers. Okay, that is a yeah. good point. That is a good point. Uh, Horus can become Optimus, a giant Mack truck, whenever he wants to. <laughs> no, the gods, the gods can transform into animals, but in... I like the ancient, like, the pictograms of, of ancient Egyptian stuff where it's, like, they have the head of an animal. Yeah. Maybe they embody the spirit of the animal or something, but it's not really, like, I became this thing. In this movie, they just become big action figures. Right, They just yeah. become, like, Horus, now with giant wings and yeah. uh, third eye vision and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. It's, so they... Uh, where are we... Um, Beck and Beck and Horace go off to they. They go off to where are they off to? What's what is their MacGuffin at this point? To find his other eye. They yeah they well they do need to get his other well I think first he needs to commune with Ra his yes. grandfather yeah. To either get his power back or beg him to help defeat that's Set. That's right. That's right. So they go to this mountaintop that has this big statue on it. They commune with Ra. And I uh, Ra who is played by oh here we go Jeffrey Rush Jeffrey Rush. Who looks like he... Who sadly... I looked up his IMDb, and I mean, this is just the way the internet works, but all of the things he's best known for mm-hmm. are the Pirates of the Caribbean yeah. movies. Like, yeah. God! He's, he's like a, he's had a long career, and this is the best that he's been known for? Yeah. That's what I know him for. <laughs> That's fine. I mean, yeah. we're, we're relatively... Like, I just feel like he's been around. the King's speech above, like... It's above in there, the but the deeper. Movies, yeah. Like, yeah. So they go to find Ra. Ra played, uh, as we said, Shish by... Shish Kumba. Ra, Ra, Shish uh, Played by Jeffrey Rush, who looks like they just put him in, like, a tattered white robe and Ugh. just... So what he's been doing is apparently living on a spaceship above Flat Earth. Yep. I, I understand this is a part of some Egyptian... It's, a, it's not the craziest interpretation of... Egyptian folklore. Like, yes. How else do you show that someone exists above the planet... Mm-hmm. You know, defending it. Right. Because every night... He battles one of the Chitari uh, above, yeah. <laughs> above Earth, uh, preventing it from swallowing New York City. Yeah, the Hulk could have defeated this Apophis, yeah. or Apophis, the, um, the snake that ends the world. Yeah. Um, but he has to battle it every night. Yeah, so he shoots it with his fire staff, mm-hmm. and it seems like every time... This, this genuinely made me laugh. He shoots it in the mouth... And then shoots it again, and then as it's running away, he always gives it like one last parting little, shot, little like shot in the butt, just so you know, I own you. Yeah. And so he goes and he and Ra imparts wisdom upon him that, you know, he's he's the one who can defeat Set and or you're not you you don't you have your full power back yet you're yeah. not really a god it's kind of the Hercules right, spiel right it's sort of yeah so he goes back down to Earth they. Or on a quest to find his other eye, they run. Um, they run into some which, minotaurs, which I didn't bother to check into. But what, is that even a an Egyptian legend? I don't like, know. I don't. I, no, I don't, don't think so. Um, so they they fight off these minotaurs. The minotaurs. <laughs> one of the minute he thinks he's killed one of the minotaurs. He goes to to check on Beck, and as he's checking on Beck, one of the minotaurs just hits him in the face with a rock, with a big ass boulder, so hard. <laughs> And he goes flying down. The him and, and Beck are falling down this waterfall. Through a waterfall. Uh, he manages to stop them, and in a power that they did not establish in the beginning of the movie, but they just kind of arbitrarily throw in. He apparently has sniper vision with his eye, 
Because it and it makes even like a mechanical like eat noise as like he yeah, can, he zoom can kind of on. zoom in it's and like get a, more detail. Yeah, it's like a camera zoom. He has an enhance feature on yeah, his vision. Yeah, I enhance. Yeah. Um. So they they meet up with well, at this point, uh, Set is has hooked up with Horace's former lover. Yes. Um. She's the goddess of love. I, I think we her name is yeah. You said Hothor, Hathor, or Hothor, Hathor. Um, she's sort of playing set a bit. She sort of like had, had to hook up with him to save her life, but still cares for Horace. Yeah. Um, he saved her previously from, she was at once the mistress of the West. She would lead people into the final gates of the underworld. She was only saved from that position by Horace who slayed 42 demons and then gave her a neck or a bracelet that prevented her from, prevented her from being taken back to the underworld. So, she tries to kind of go behind Seth's back and um, divine where Beck and uh, Horace are. Set finds out, and she only escapes by taking her bracelet off. Gets sucked into sucked into the underworld. Night, Nightcrawler teleports. Yeah, Nightcrawler teleports. She gets groped by a billion zombies, and then puts her bracelet back on in time to basically unstick herself from the afterlife and and meets up with them. She joins yeah. the she joins their their, their battle, battle against uh sets two greatest assassins, the Snake Riders. I don't you didn't even bother to look up their names. I didn't either. They look terrible. Um uh one was Ebony and the other was Ivory. Ivory. <laughs> How great is it that I'm so glad that they made sure that the the black snake rider had the black snake yeah. and the white snake rider had the white snake. So they hey, they should have played a little white snake over that scene. Oh, here I go again on my own. <laughs> um, so the Snake Riders come and they find Beck and Horace. They are Beck and Horace have found this former garden of of Osiris that um, is now just desolate wasteland. Mm-hmm. So they battle the Snake the Snake Riders there, and they manage to trick one of them into falling off a cliff. Yeah. Really brutally. And then that's when Horath... Horath? Hathor? Hathor? Ben Horak? That's when Ben Horak shows up. Um, and we find out that she her one of her abilities is to charm... Anything. Anything. Any, anything that isn't already in love. Yes. So she can charm anything. And so she charms the snake into lighting itself on fire. Well, okay. Well, it can breathe fire. Yeah. So there's that. That's yeah. important. But then it basically, yeah, because this snake isn't in love with another snake, <laughs> she can charm it. Yeah. How great would it have been if Cutaway 2, female snake, yeah. <laughs> just like yeah. off in a pyramid Fun, somewhere. Style. Yeah. Oh, that would have been so great. Oops. Yeah. I guessed this one wrong. Yeah. So uh, she convinces the the snake to set itself on fire, and that joins is, the crew. Joins the crew. Joins the gang. Then what do they do? Do they meet up? They walk through a swamp. They walk through a swamp because they're on their way to meet um, Thoth. Thoth. <laughs> so the she, first accurately ac- accurate race yeah. uh, actor in this movie. Yes. Uh, Thoth, who, Thoth, who is played by Chadwick Boseman, who yes. was previously Jackie Robinson, and will soon be. The Black Panther. Whoa, I didn't even realize what? that. What? Yeah. Right? Yeah. He's playing Black Panther too? Yeah. Yeah. Because I, that's what my note was. Jackie Robinson and, um, and, uh, James Brown he played. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So he went, James Brown, Jackie yeah. Robinson. Thoth. Thoth. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. That's unfortunate. I will say though, he did make a comment. So perhaps this is the best time, or maybe it's the best time to comment on this. This movie got a lot of flack. 
upon its kind of first mm-hmm. reveal of posters and trailers for being whitewashed. a whitewashed yes. uh, cast. They cast a lot of white actors in, a, in roles that otherwise should, for every, they should be, seems like Egyptian. Yes. Um, I don't doubt that it's hard to find people that looked exactly like Egyptians looked at that time period. I don't even know if it's supposed to be based on a certain time period. Right. Um, I understand all the ins and outs and the bullshit and the Hollywood rigmarole that kind of goes with like having a even someone made a comment on i think someone from forbes made a comment like unknown white actors will still be a bigger box office draw than known minority actors yeah. which is sad that is sad. awful but yeah. it's it and board it sounds it seems to be true right but he didn't, commented it, that sorry no no it didn't say this movie for oh sure. definitely not <laughs> yeah. I, I have something more to say about that but he commented that he knew that was a problem with the casting and he still took the role because he said, well, I might as well represent Thoth, the god of wisdom, mm-hmm. and the father in ancient Egypt of mathematics as a strong African-American, well, African-American, right. as a you know a strong black character. Yeah. And so I at least acknowledge that, like, you know, and he's a young actor, it's a paycheck, you know, sure. I can't, you know, blame him, but at least he was coming at it from that angle of like, you know, Jesus, like, if I'm going to be the only kind of person of race or yeah. one of the few yeah i might might as well give it my my best right so good on him yeah they yeah unfortunately no. there are more black people in this movie than uh you would see just by looking at the cast list just spinning around a circle and looking anywhere <laughs> like yeah like, like the the servants unfortunately were pretty much all black they seem to have no problem casting some of the yeah. mortals and servants yeah. and the the people that that die under the feet of the gods as but as anyone more who's, who's gonna have any action yeah. oriented anything yeah for the most part yeah is gone wow I, black panther yeah, i did uh, not know yeah. that yeah I think one of the things that happened here, though, one of the reasons why it's so white, is because they weren't thinking about Egypt at all when they made this, when they decided to, like, hey, let's throw Would it shock you to out. know, Max? I think you already told me that. That Alex Proyas, this. the only, there was no actors in the movie were Egyptian-born. Not even, mm-hmm. like, the skin tone that we think yeah. Egyptians in ancient times should have been. Literally no one of Egyptian birth other than... Alex Proyas, the director. The director. Mm-hmm. And this is apparently a passion project of his to get this movie. I have a comment about yeah. that, but I'll okay. drop that later. But actually. I, I think from the Hollywood perspective, they were just like, we need a big movie. Yeah. Here are the actors you're working with. Sure. And then he was like, well, I want to make this movie about Egypt. Mm-hmm. I'll, I, I'll do it with Gerard Butler, I suppose. That And that's the thing. I think the comment made is like, Gerard Butler is... The biggest ox, the biggest draw for the movie. He's the mm-hmm. only, he, he was the main, the name actor in my opinion. When they revealed the cast, it wasn't like, oh, we couldn't cast people of different race. They wouldn't draw people in. Oh, because you know, uh, you know, Brenton Thwaites who played Beck mm-hmm. was a big draw because you know, <laughs> blah blah blah. You know, Courtney Eaton who played Zaya is a big, who by the right. way was one of the wives in uh, Mad Max. Yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's like. The excuse fell away as soon as you realized yeah. they didn't have big name white actors. Yeah, and I don't want to come down too much on all the race stuff. I think it's sure. worth men- definitely worth mentioning. It's a it's kind of a big deal in the grand scheme of things, but it's not the reason the movie wasn't good. Yes, and we'll we'll talk about that maybe at the end. Sure, there's sure. Kind of, there's kind of a, a whole other piece to that. We'll jump. But, let's jump ahead a little bit. Okay. In the plot. There, I did. For, we did forget to mention that uh, Zaya's fate is kind of up in the air because she is in the afterlife with. Anubis. Well, it's great that it's a movie about, like, Egyptian stuff, because right. a character can die and still be like, oh, well, we still have a chance. Yeah, She's walking still... a long road. So, 
Horace tells Beck that they have days before she Nine is judged. Nine days or something. She is judged in the afterlife whether she's going to be worthy to go on or just be uh, space dust, I guess. Sure. Um, so she's being led into the afterlife by Anubis, mm-hmm. who apparently only cares about her because he is just hanging out with her the whole time, even though oh, yeah, I didn't even notice that. He's really giving be... her some special attention. Yeah. Um, so they go and they see Thoth, and Thoth, uh, they trick, not trick him into helping them, but they convince him to help them because they are going to face a sphinx. And the, they figure the only person who can help them defeat the Sphinx... Is the wisest person. Is the wisest person in on in Egypt, who yes. is Thoth. So, they go to Set's shrine, where um, Set is... Has set a trap for them. Um, Got him. He has... So, his ex-wife was which character... I don't remember. honestly remember. She was on screen for a second, but just a flash. He's the one that he stole her wings, I think. Nephethes? Nephethes, maybe? Yeah. yeah. So he takes her wings. Mm-hmm. Um, he has Osiris's heart, and he has Horus's eyes, which he's all using to build a, a, a super suit or something Yeah, like an ironmonger yeah. suit, basically. <laughs> um, so what he needs is, is Thoth's brain. It's like the final yep. piece for this a big old blue brain. So... They, they get past the the Sphinx. Oh, let's they, not let that moment pass. They okay. they solve his riddle, which is some baloney. You know, oh, you're the dawn. It's yeah. the thing that appears tomorrow or tomorrow. tomorrow or, the end, yeah. And the Sphinx, which prior to that, I didn't think the effects were that bad. He's no. kind of this crumbling half human, half lion thing. He's made of like sand, but it's kind of constantly falling away yeah. as he moves his mouth and limbs. And when they solve the riddle, he says. Oh, oh bother and then disintegrates and it's just like wow you really just took the winds out yeah. of the sails of that that is guy. one thing I'd like to say about this movie is that it couldn't seem to settle on a tone no either like it went from like scenes where it just felt like it was being so self-aggrandizing and being so important and then mm-hmm. other scenes where it's like well you know we gotta have a little fun here mortals run all the time yeah, yeah just it, it, it I'm fine with either it, but pick one. But or, pick or, one or, or navigate it better. To, yes, exactly. So they defeat the Sphinx. They are there to... Um, they need to pour... Oh, they, that was why he went to Ra. He got yes. the, the water of... Creation. Creation or something that would extinguish the fire that is powering Set. I don't want to make too much fun of like some of the actual individual plot points because I'm certain that they're part of an actual yes. Egyptian legend. Yeah. And... The Greek legends, Egyptian legends, any all that stuff yeah, sounds wanna, silly. It all be, sounds silly. I don't want to be insensitive sure. to it. Yeah. So or I, not even that. It's just you know, <laughs> it's just we make it sound like, of course, the screenwriters decided the waters of creation, right. but it's probably an established, well-known yes. thing yeah. in some tale. Yeah. So they, it's going to weaken Set if he yeah. if he does this. If he pours this liquid in, it's going to destroy the desert or stop him from being so powerful. Yeah. So, as they're about to pour in the water, Set drops a cage on Horus and Hathor. Hathor. Yeah. um, Unfeminine name ever. Yeah. Um, He drops a cage on them. He manages to steal Thoth's Thoth's brain. brain. And before Beck can pour the water, he tricks... He basically reveals to Beck that there is no way to save Zaya. Not even he can do it. Not even he can do it. And that Horus has been lying to him. Mm-hmm. And so in his confusion, he takes the water and pours it out. Mm-hmm. And um, so now he has all the pieces he needs for his super suit. Correct. Um, what? What's the next part? <laughs> well, they 
they escape I from the temple. And that's another one of those Bond villain moments where it's like, he tell, he Set says, has all the power in the world, he has all the cards in his hand, and he lets the temple fall on them and doesn't yeah. even check to see if they die. It's like, right. just finish them off, man. Yeah. So Set gets the suit together, he goes to Ra. On his flying celestial yeah. ship. Again, to kind of to kind of dump exposition and, and say his plan of what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I, I think it's kind of a moment where he wants to show to his father that he's more powerful than his dad imagined or something sure. like that. But he tells Ra what he's going to do. Ra tries to tell him that the reason I never... Cause Ra, the reason you've been suffering, the Ra reason you are... never allowed him to have kids, and the reason why he didn't want him to have kids was he didn't want him to bear the pain of when he takes over for Ra... Of fighting the Apophis, the Apophis, the, um, the world-eating snake. Yeah, yeah. Um, that he wouldn't have to leave anybody behind. So he's trying to convince Set that he still has time to right his wrongs, to right his and wrongs, take and, his rightful yeah. place as defender of the planet. And Set says, "Nah, nah, dog, I ain't doing that. Sorry, mm-hmm. Dad." And they have a fight. And as we mentioned before, people turn into giant transformers or Egyptian monsters. Mm-hmm. Raw. Just transforms into slightly taller Jeffrey Rush. Yep, when he that's fights his. Things. That's his final form. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's Freeze's final form. Jeffrey Rush on fire is yeah. the better version of Jeffrey Rush. Yeah. So he is overwhelmed by Set. Set stab also kills him. Or he just he, he, he throws him off the ship. He doesn't like kill him. He kind of abandons him yeah. off the ship. Basically. So he takes his he staff. takes his staff, which then allows again Apophis Apophis to then. Have rain over, and he just starts gobbling. He just starts heading towards Egypt yeah. and starts gobbling it up. Yes, he just starts drinking the Nile. Yeah, ba- yeah, basically. basically, yeah. So you might uh, say he's in denial. Anyway, let's go. <laughs> I heard some crickets. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, back back on Earth. Um, Horace is apologizing to Beck for deceiving him as a way of compensating for kind of being complicit in the lie. Hathor gives Beck the bracelet as a way of giving Zaya a way to pay her way into the afterlife. When you, when you reach the gates at the end of the afterlife, you have to weigh your riches from your mortal life against a feather. Yes. And if your riches out if your riches outweigh it, yeah, you can pass into eternal Splendor. Yeah. And if you don't, if the feather is heavier than than what you've brought, you get transmogrified into dust and yeah. horrible pain for the rest of your days. Yes. So, visually, they both looked identical. Exactly, yeah. exactly the same. Yeah. We see, I see a rich guy put a bunch of jewels and gems and things on the scale. He goes away. He's like happy as a clam that he gets to go into the afterlife. An old woman puts just a little copper ring and sort of screams as she gets disintegrated yeah. and nothing. Well, yeah. yeah that's same a, diff, I guess. Yeah, same diff, yeah. That's the difference between being a man and a woman in Egypt, I guess. Sure. Um, so she sacrifices herself. She gives him the bracelet, which sucks her into the underworld. She's a bit, yeah. Um, so that he can have... He can give the bracelet to Zaya so she can mm-hmm. go into the afterlife. As, the, as he goes down to find Anubis and Zaya, that's when... Again, sorry, the monster... Apophis. Apophis shows up in the underworld and starts to devour that as well. 
It's sort of, I think its presence in Egypt is destabilizing yeah. the underworld, right. basically. And so Anubis... Uh, <laughs> totally just so Anubis drops who, the accent. Who, Anubis, who up to this point has just he's been a CG saying, character, like, by the follow way. me. Yeah. You know, and then he's like, basically, by the like, I can't hold it much longer, guys. You're going to have to get out now. Yeah. He goes from a very proper kind of like, like Lord of the Underworld, like, now you've reached the afterlife, yeah. to like... He sounds like Peppy from Star Fox yeah. all of a sudden. Do a somersault! <laughs> yeah, yeah. He yeah, he just said, yeah, video game exposition kind of thing. <laughs> so they he they run away. Beck gets back to Earth. Welcome to Earth. Welcome to Earth. He uh how does he get the other eye? Because he may oh he uh so on on um Set super suit. You can see that it is it is. He's got a horse's other eye. Horse's on like eye, the, Thoth's brain. Yeah, Thoth's brain. Uh, 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 Osiris's heart. Osiris's uh, heart. And yeah. what's it? Her ex girlfriend's wings. Yeah. Ex girlfriend's wings. wings. Uh, her ex wings, I guess you could say. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you could. Yeah. Speaking of Star Wars episodes, that. Um, hey, lock uh, S foils in Attack of Vision, am I right? Poe Dameron. <laughs> so, so he goes back to Earth. He, um, uh. Horus is confronting Set again, mm-hmm. and um, Beck steals, manages to get the probably the eye off of his suit, off of his suit, and he's he does the slow motion Horus and throws it at him. It starts to propel down this pyramid, and Horus has to make the choice as to whether to save Beck or to get his eye. Mm-hmm. He chooses to save Beck mm-hmm. by turning into the fucking monster that he has not been able to turn into for the whole movie because he says he can't do with his other without his other eye because he forgot that he had the power of a movie cliche yes. which is he had the power <laughs> to in, him, in himself he had his, the power in him uh, all he had the spider-man 2 yes <laughs> he can just he had the spider-man 2 yeah. yes that's what we'll call it <laughs> so the MacGuffin of the movie didn't matter well, that's why I love that the original legend is that only one of his eyes was torn out yes. in the actual legend. Yeah. Which means that, like, he would have been still in exile, but he yeah. realized that, like, without both of his eyes, he wouldn't have had the power. Yeah. Once he gets the neck, the, 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 the eye back, he's like, yeah. oh, I can transform again. This one, it's like, oh, so if you just had tried, yeah. you could have just been flying around all yeah. over the place. Yeah. Sure, whatever. So he he manages to transform without his second eye. He becomes a, a monster, fights... Set monster, mm-hmm. Gerard Butler monster, and because now that he believes in himself, he has the power to defeat Set. He rips off his wings, takes out the brain, and takes out the heart. And now Gerard Butler is bleeding gold blood all over the ground. He and pleads for mercy. Pleads for mercy, very Transformers three style, where he begs for him not to kill him, and he kills him anyway. He <laughs> blasts the fucking <laughs> shit out of him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No so, compassion. No compassion. Um, it's moral of the story. Yep. Kill your enemies. Yes. Yeah. Finish them when you have the chance. Yeah. So um, he finds he finds Ra floating in space, gives him his staff back so that Ra can then repel Apophis. Apophis. One last time. Or I guess one more time yeah. until the rest. So wasn't he dying? Was he, I, thought the, I thought the point of him asking set to take his place was that he was going to die and he wanted someone to be there to protect Earth. Eh, I guess he's got a few more yeah, thousand years in Yeah, he's got one more him. run left yeah. in me. So all is, all is right with the world. Horus is crowned the king of Egypt. Beck um, becomes his, his confidant yeah. or his advisor. But at the end, Beck gives him a little surprise gift and that being the bracelet. Mm-hmm. Oh, I sh- we should mention, by the way, that 
Raw grants because Beck is mortally wounded uh, when he when By he confronted saving Seth. Um, he's mortally wounded. He dies, and so Raw grants Horus one wish. Apparently, <laughs> you could just do that. Maybe that was supposed to be the Robin Williams role. Raw, yeah, yeah. Ben Williams. Raw. <laughs> oh my God, so, Jeffrey Rosh. <laughs> So he grants him one last wish. Horus brings Beck and Zaya back to life. Uh, Beck becomes, yeah, his his advisor. Mm-hmm. And he gives Horus the bracelet. bracelet back, yeah. And he goes, do you think they'll miss me? And he goes, it's my job to make sure they won't. So, of course, He Horus, covers for Horus while yeah, he goes to the afterlife to find... To find Horoth. Horgamelt. Gargamelt. Hormel Chili, yeah. whatever her name is. Um, so, of course, he transforms into his Egyptian god monster form and flies over the city so that everybody Tool, can see tooling him. Tooling around and yeah. doing flips. Like, don't you have, the yeah. un- don't you have to get to the underworld? What yeah. are you flipping tricks for? And roll credits. Man. Man. I've just been listening to you guys because I kind of forgot what happened as soon as I walked out of that theater. Yeah, you. Yeah, like, I, I did, I did my best garbage. to try and remember. It was, yeah, yeah it was pretty bad. It, I, It's, I we've said it a million times, it's... A, a movie that's bad but entertaining is fine. Yeah. A movie that's bad and boring. Ugh. This yeah. was the just worst. too many cliches. Yeah. Too many and cliches. I felt like, it, and... like it, it did enough to make me feel like an idiot sitting there watching it. Yeah. At any point where it might have been all right, I didn't want to like it. Yeah. Because I was like, <laughs> if I a... like if I like this movie, then I'm an idiot. I'm. I'm a... I want to. I want to say a couple things. I want to say for what I what I liked. I actually liked the look of the underworld. I liked mm-hmm. that it was this big long road. They had um, I don't remember the actor's name, but he's been in <laughs> Ace Ventura two. <laughs> he was he's actually been in the first two Mad Max movies. He's a gyrocopter pilot. He's oh, the guy okay. when they go into the underworld. There's a line of of Egyptian kings that are kind of judging you, and he's one of the Egyptian kings that turns and is like, "What have you brought oh. to judge?" And I almost rec- even with all the weird, he looks like a, a rotting mummy, yeah. but I recognized his kind of long face. So. There is that. It actually is an Australian film. We should say yeah. it was. They were gonna film in the Sahara, but they deemed it too uh, dangerous. So they filmed in Australia. And as a result, it is an Australian film. In fact, it has 200 cast and crew members in common with Mad Max. Hmm. Over 200 people, mostly stunt people and some coordinators and things, worked on the film as well. So which would you say is a better movie? <laughs> oh well, God. Wait until the Oscars <laughs> next year. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think Gods of Egypt will uh, definitely make its mark on the next Oscar. Um, no, there were, I, I liked the look of that. Um, there were some of the CG effects that on their own, it's, I think CG especially works well when it's CG on CG. Yeah. When you have, if you had giant fire breathing snake on, in a real setting, it would stand out like a sore thumb. When you have everything around it CG, it comes off a little, a little better, but there's plenty of moments like when they're riding away on the chariot where it's this green screen, it like is atrocious. Like t- like that '70s show does a better version of <laughs> them driving in a car somewhere, kind of thing. Yeah. So I mean, so I can't, I can't, you know, there is a a minute amount of okayness in this, but yeah. not enough to keep my attention. Not right. enough to not enough to, to merit recommend. a two-hour. No, 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 no. Time. I am shocked it was over two hours. There yes. was no, no, no reason. Yeah. Um. As a side note, it sounds like uh, Alex Proyas has gone to Facebook to kind of bash the critics, which is as we, always a good move. Always a good this move. Is and such a disturbing a... trend yeah. amongst directors that if you don't like their movie, 
and you don't give it the amount of respect that they think it deserves. It's appropriate to just to just whine. say like yeah, to whine and just be like a baby about it. And so, I that is a that's a, maybe a conversation for another day because it's sure. we could talk for hours about that. But it is disturbing to me that you know if you don't, Kevin Smith has done the same thing. You know, other directors have where if you Josh don't... Josh Trank. Josh Trank. We just watched. If you don't say... You know, and it's not even... I'm, I'm sure that if... The fact that his movie is has like a, what, 14% or something on Rotten Tomatoes right now... Not even like the worst... I don't even think it's like the worst rating in like the last year for right. some movies. Well, like, Fantastic Four has a 9% or Exactly. You know? That's so what like, I mean. Like, it's not a, it's not a good... It's not a good review by any means. Sure. But he's kind of rallied against the critics and saying, like, well, you just don't like it because it was whitewashed. If Even if he had cast the whole movie not as, the like, Egyptian actors, that is not the problem. The problem is it's a it's, bad movie. It, it is a problem, for sure. It is oh, always, it's always a problem. Yes, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean yeah, that it's not okay. a problem. But it, what I mean is, even if he had cast entirely Egyptian actors yes. and there was not a pro- and that there was not an issue with whitewashing, it's still a bad movie. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Fundamentally, it's still mm-hmm. a bad movie. Mm-hmm. So when... I, the fact that this... It sounds like... And you said you had something to say about this, that it sounded like it was kind of a passion project for him. So I, I didn't specifically look up that Gods of Egypt was a passion project. In fact, something about the movie almost made me think... I don't know if you guys got this. Did it seem like it was based on like a graphic novel or a book almost? I don't, I have no, there's no evidence to it, but it almost seemed like the reason it was two hours and 17 something minutes was like, I was like, it feels like they're trying to hit these marks. And I was like, is it based on something that like the director felt like he needed to get these things in? Yeah. I don't, I, I'm almost certain it's not. I think he just didn't know how to edit. I guess. Maybe so. Um, no, well, what I discovered when I was checking it out was that previously to that, Alex Proyas was trying desperately to make. Um, a Paradise Lost movie, Adam and Eve, the fall of uh, man yeah. on Earth, blah 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 blah, and make a forming into robot, transforming <laughs> into it. Like yeah, I'm sure the the snake in the tree that gave yeah. her the apple would be this giant robo snake that breathed fire. Um, no, but just this big thing where he was really pushing for this film, like a kind of uh, biblical sort of grandiose kind of big. It not it sounded not unlike Gods of Egypt, yeah. a, another biblical scale, and. Up to the point where in 2011, he was showing concept art at Mm Comic-Con for this movie. This was happening. Mm -hmm. He he had it planned out. Funding fell through. Everything fell through. He lost it. He even had Bradley Cooper cast as Lucifer. Wow. Yeah. Reprising his role from uh, Stella. Yes, yes, (laughs) exactly. Yes, as some might know. Yeah. Um, I was just kind of blown away. So I wonder if Passion Project was kind of code for he wanted to do this big Sweeping scale, epic. Yes, yeah. scale of film, and then kind of fell back to an Egyptian legend, since sure. he's from Egypt, and maybe yeah. he's grown up hearing that or yeah. something His like that. Yeah, his parents are nagging about making an Egyptian de- movie, I, But yeah. I never got the... I never ran across the fact that this was a big passion project. Sure. At least since... If it was, then it's only been a passion project since 2012? Yeah. Since, yeah. Since and that doesn't sound like a passion project. I mean, yeah. passion projects are like a decade in the making kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I don't know what possessed Tim to... To make it, it, it doesn't. What I, what bothers me about it is that if if you feel like you made the movie, and maybe it's not the movie, you know, with with Josh Trank, he felt like the studio didn't allow him to make the movie he wanted to make, and that upset him, and then it upset him that people were criticizing him for that movie. You know, don't 
Hey, all, all directors out there, if you're listening, I'm talking to you, Steven Spielberg. <laughs> uh, I'm talking to you, Marty. We'll name one Marty other director. Scorsese. Okay, there you go. Uh, don't take it so personally. You know, like, you just come off so bad. And, like, that's the, one of the things that about his rant is he just comes off as such a baby. And the... Uh, in this day, I, I, we were talking earlier before the podcast, and it's one of those things where the movie industry has changed quite a bit in the last couple decades, last yeah. couple years. Yeah. Everyone's a critic. Social media has such a huge influence. Mm-hmm. Rotten Tomatoes and things like that, which other, which a couple years ago, for me, it was something I would go and check on before I went to see a movie, but it wasn't, right. like, the determining factor. Now yeah. it's like, ooh, got a, it got a rotten rating? Well, not going to see that. Like, it's, uh, it's like... Unless go, it's go well, it's one of those things where it's like Yelp reviews have really affected restaurants, too. It's kind mm-hmm. of one of those things where some of those things have a little more power, but... There's so many factors where you can never guarantee that your movie's going to do go do good and based on like the time it comes out, what's happening in the zeitgeist right now, yeah. what's what's a big political story right now, what's a big thing on the tip of everyone's tongues, like every little thing can be a factor. So to just lash out at everyone mm-hmm. unabashedly is just juvenile. Yeah. It, it's disappointing. Yeah. I would rather you just sit back on your hands and just let it be a flop. Yep. Don't, if you want, if you want to complain, if you correct, want your next movie to do slightly well, yes. Just if you feel like you've been slighted or something like that, just complain to your friends or you know, like whatever. But like to go so public about it, it just makes you seem so petty. So I was not that I had a lot of like I was like, wow, Alex Proyas, what a great guy and great <laughs> director and all that stuff. But it's still disappointing to see somebody who I, I you know I like I said earlier, I like Dark City. I don't love The Crow, but it yeah. was, I understand where, right. it, where it sits yes. in the pop culture. and there's parts of iRobot that I like, too. Mm-hmm. But to see somebody who is, by all means, a professional just kind of react so childishly to what is somebody's job. is to, It's criticism. It's, it's just... It is their job to rate a movie fairly. And, you know, I, I could be wrong. I, I'm sure there might be some reviewer out there that he's done wrong who has an axe to grind, but... Are you telling me that, like, every reviewer who has panned this movie is doing it because, you know what, that fucking Alex Proy has really treated me wrong or rubbed me wrong? That, no, that's bullshit. So, like, you you made, unfortunately, you made a, a, a bad movie. You didn't mean to make a bad movie. Nobody's accusing you of that. But to react to it like people are saying, like, you're the worst piece of shit in, in world history. Called your kid like, ugly yeah. or something. Yeah, it's just, like, let it go, you know? Like, yeah. and just, yeah. So. It's, it's an unfortunate an unfortunate trend. Yeah. So, podcast listeners, we, you should uh, leave a critique of us and see, <laughs> see how we react. Yeah. Oh, by, yeah. yes, by all yeah. means. Well, we can take it. <laughs> Water see. off a, a duck's back, or what? What's an Egyptian bird? Uh, crane. A crane. Oh, sure. whatever. What is a Horus? A snake. Hawk? A yeah. snake. A shake. Yeah. Uh, Water off Apophis's back. Yeah. Great. So that's our review of Gods of Egypt. Everybody, go see it. Go yeah. see it. I, w- I, w- I would actually like to finish up with just a just a little tiny just a, a summation someone made on IMDb. Um, uh, IMDb user, uh, IMDb user rather, bibliophilia. Okay. That means he likes books. So what are you doing <laughs> watching movies? Yeah. Uh, said I'm a huge fan of Egypt, and if you are, don't bother to see this flick. Casting Gerard Butler as Set is like casting Morgan Freeman as Jason Voorhees. <laughs> Uh, I have a few problems. That casting. 
I love the casting except Jason Voorhees is a guy who walks around with a mask on and says nothing. You've taken away Morgan Freeman's greatest asset, his His voice. voice. I couldn't care less if Morgan Freeman was Jason Voorhees. I'm sure he'd do a fine job. Um, As Gerard Butler did. As Gerard Butler, as Jason Voorhees in Gods of Egypt. Um, Yeah, not very good. And not not for, yeah, to be absolutely clear, not for the fact it was definitely a problem, but not because it was a lot of white people in a movie about Egyptians. It was just not a good movie. It's just, at, at its core... Script, direction, whatever, not good. Yes, correct. It really sapped the energy from me. It I, did. I've had a pretty shitty last couple days, and oh, I blame it on Gods that. of Egypt. Oh, well, I, I, then I take a little bit of that blame because I kind of pushed this one. You, you, oh. you can pick the next one for sure. Well, speaking of the next one, <laughs> oh, guys. Boy. Oh, maybe I spoke too soon. <clears throat> I do think you spoke too soon because a new movie is dawning on us. A new era of justice. Guys. Talking about the Supreme Court? What are you talking, talking about? about <laughs> yeah. Um, we are talking about, for the next movie, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. 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 So join us, join Batman, join Superman, join Alfred, Lois join, Lane, uh, Lois Wonder, Lane Woman. Wonder Woman, Cy- Flash, Cyclops, Cy- Cyclops, Cyclops. Yeah. Yeah. the X-Men um, crossover we've all been a, waiting for. A man calling himself Lex Luthor. Cyborg, Lex Luthor, Doomsday. Gene Hackman is Lewis Lex Luthor reprising his role. Yeah. Um, and the rest who may show up in this movie or may yeah. not. And the other numerous giant names in DC that will get five seconds of screen yeah. time. Uh, for Superman versus Batman, Donna Justice. See you next time. See ya.